Hey, this is While I Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. We are into August. Well into August. Yeah. And you and I, what do we do? We sit around and we talk about fishing and people listen and sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes. Sometimes it's helpful. It's uh, it's pretty fun time for us and it seems to be doing pretty well. Other people seem to be entertained by it's it. It's a so. good way to make friends, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like I have more friends since we started the <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah. We, uh, this week we're feeling better about fishing. We'll do a week in preview, or a week in review. I screwed it up this time. Unbelievable. Um, we're also going to, to accompany the video we released last week. If you haven't checked out the video, we've got a YouTube page now, so we're trying out some, uh, video stuff to help you guys catch fish. Uh, we're going to talk in depth about big minnows. We're also going to answer one listener question. Um, I'm up for a what if... And, of course, we're going to talk about the month of August. This is the, uh, one, of the, one of the busiest times out there. Yep. Um, and it still can be pretty good. Yeah. I, an optimistic look at August. Yeah, right. And then we're going to talk about what we got on slot for next week. And then we're out of here. We'll skedaddle. Short and sweet. It'll be good, though. Yep. Uh, let's hear from Portadoc. Bye, yeah. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-doc.com. Porta-doc.com. Find your local Porta-doc dealer today. Porta-doc.com. Dan, tell me a little bit about your week. I actually had a highlight of my week this morning. Nice. And it's a weird one. Okay. So, if, if you're an avid angler, I bet you have... <laughs> memory like this uh it's midweek in august and often at seven eight o'clock whatever time you're gonna be on the water if it's early you're the i'm the only one at the access yep. so i was the only one at the woman lake access today super quiet it finally cooled off everything felt great put the boat uh right on the ramp and i'm unhooking it and i hear like this little thump and i just didn't know what it was and kept going around the boat getting the straps off putting the plug in and i heard another little thump do you know what it was no acorns dropping are you serious yeah already i heard acorns dropping no kidding yep and i was like this is a nice thing and we kind of like we've had a kind of a wishy-washy summer but we've had two real hot stretches and now we're we're coming into the like just starting today we're coming into like one of the most beautiful stretches of weather mm-hmm a midsummer fisherman can could it could ask for yeah absolutely so my week was great um i have been on every lake except for leech this week and haven't been fishing leech and uh they're all great i do a lot of pan fishing and then i do some walleye fishing i think for a half day trip what i can expect is eight walleye bites and a bunch of crappies right usually spend two hours walleye fishing and two hours pan fishing, and the pan fish are a great backup. They're consistent. They're big. Um, doesn't seem to matter. All of our lakes have pretty good crappie fishing. We've talked about it a bunch. Uh, so it's nice to, to break it up, to give it a good, hard college try at the walleyes right away. Especially since, like, they're biting. Right, yeah. You find them, like, you spend the time to go look for them and find them. You can generally get a few of them you to get bite. Get a couple bites. Yep. Yep. And people are pretty understanding that it's not lights out right now. Uh, but you combine that with, like yesterday, end of the day, with four nice keeper walleyes and 
15 keeper crappies, and they caught a half dozen bass. Hard or, to beat that. Yeah, it was a good day. Really hard to beat that. That's just a lot. That's a ton of action. Yeah. Even during, like, a real walleye time of the year, you don't get that much action. Right, yeah. But it's pretty great. Um, very fortunate to be where we are. Right. Uh, yeah, that's my week. I feel just great right now. I'm in between <laughs> half days right now. I had a great morning. Caught a big smallmouth this morning, a bunch of big crappies, and feel good about a walleye bite for the evening. Tell everybody how big your smallmouth was. It was, I, it was just just about six pounds, a little shy. That's great. Six pounds, yep. It was yeah. a lot. It was a smallmouth, right? Six it wasn't pound, a four pounder. It wasn't a four pounder. It wasn't oh. a six pound four pounder. <laughs> <laughs> six pound smallie, and uh, caught it with a guy uh, Wade who listens to the the podcast and uh, is just becoming like a fishing friend. You know how that happens yeah. with, with with folks you meet through the job, and uh, we had a great morning. A bunch of fourteen and a half inch crappie, a couple good walleyes, big smallmouth to cap it off. Hard to beat yeah. that. I sent the picture to two of my fishing buddies and one of them is lee is like a, a tactic snob you know he's always like looking for the latest and greatest so i sent him the picture and then i sent him a, a message saying like yeah i caught it drop shotting and i waited like a minute and i was like no i was just just kidding i was rigging a crawler <laughs> <laughs> rigging a crawler bringing it in i was like i gotta check my crawler so i was reeling it up and then there was a six pounder on there <laughs> So that's pretty sweet. You bass guys who accidentally catch like a dozen five pound walleyes when we can't catch one, <laughs> I can catch six pound smallies, no problem. <laughs> Not even trying. <laughs> How about you? I uh, had a couple of panfish trips. That was pretty great. Fished some new water, found fish in the new water, you know, doing the copy paste deal. Worked great. Um, went rigging big minnows with you. Yeah. That was pretty Dude, special. That was such a nice night. It was it was really a fun time. It uh, was. We ended up making that video. Yep. And that was you know, we had some camera issues. Yeah. So we ended up having to use cell phones, which isn't the best picture quality, but it was good enough. Yeah. Uh that wasn't it was the content that really mattered. And I think we did a pretty good job of doing that. Right. If you watch the video, or if you haven't, if you watch it and, like, look at the beginning of, that was, we, what, we were on the water for, like, three hours, maybe? Three yeah, we got out there about six, yeah, yeah maybe two and a half two hours. And, yeah, it wasn't that long. And the start of the video, it's, like, dead calm, sunny. 103 degrees. Yep. And then when you drop line on that, like, six-inch... Uh, Big creek chub? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, blowing and looks like fall. <laughs> Same day. It was two hours later. Two hours later. Different day. But it was it was a really fun time. Yep. Big minnow thing is a really good way to get them right now. I agree, and a fun way to get them. Oh, I mean, yeah. part of that is a little like I want to catch one this way, because we e- both know I do think like if we had just grabbed the whole time we would have caught more. Yeah, but, but we didn't want to do that. We wanted to want to sit around and talk and get excited when there was a big thump after our minnow was shaken. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Good um, segue. That was what I was going for. Do you know how to spell Segway? S-E-G-U-W-A-Y. I hear Segway. I think it's just S-E-G-U-E. Are you serious? It's goofy. It's real goofy. Ask Siri. Right now? Yeah, right now. Siri, how do you spell Segway? Seg. S-E-G-U-E. Son of a... (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks a lot, Siri. <laughs> All right. So the segue is, let's talk specifics about rig and big minnows. Big chubs. Mm-hmm. Now, define big minnows. All right. So categories would be red tails, creakies. I'm kind of on... Your sister's calling you. I'm sorry. Sorry, folks. God. I thought you said you fixed I that, I turned Dan. off the messages. All right. Whatever. Oh, my gosh. Your sister's going to be so upset with you. All right. You didn't even answer her Moving phone on. Call. Moving on. Um, big minnows. Big minnows. Red tails are the one that comes to mind most often for folks. Creek chubs are regionally located. The Brainerd Lakes area has them usually. Longville's got them. Um, they're, they're just a big river minnow. I don't know what family they're in there. I guess they're a chub. They're a chub. Yeah. And then leatherbacks. You got me kind of hooked on the leatherbacks. I love them. They're pretty fun. They're just just wiggling son of a guns. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, you can use sucker minnows as well. Of course, of course. Which one? Which one? Well, your favorite is a leatherback, I guess. For sure. Yeah, I think creakies are still my favorites. I just have good memories with them. Um, if we're gonna make distinctions between them, red tails. I do believe some days they only want to eat a red tail. Red tails are the most sensitive of the big ones, wouldn't you say? Yeah, they die the easiest. They die pretty quick. That's yep. something to keep in mind, too, if you're rigging them. You don't want to check them that often because bringing them up and down hurts them, but you got to check your reds probably every couple minutes. Yeah, at least. Because they get, they get killed real easy by crayfish. That's been a huge problem for me on Woman Lake. Especially right if you drag them. Right. Even if you're not dragging them, they sink if they're not scared. Right. You know? Yep. And I think they just they tip over. Whereas a creek eel... Eat the crayfish. <laughs> <laughs> They're just the meanest thing. Like, when we got them at the store, I feed them, like, once every... Well, in the fall, I'll feed them every day. But, like, this time year, I'll, I'll feed them crappie minnows once every three, four days. Yep. And it's a pretty good indicator if fish are going to bite. <laughs> I like I that think. I don't care if it's true or not. I like it a lot. Like, <laughs> when I've gone in there in the morning, you're like, oh, you're going to crush them. The creakies ate real good this morning. Dude, sometimes <laughs> they do. Sometimes they just, like, you open the lid on them, and they're just, like, sitting there like a dog waiting for you to throw a tennis ball. Sure. They're like, yes, give me more <laughs> minnows. And it's funny because they'll have the minnow in their mouth and the tail will just be hanging out. <laughs> it looks like they got a little tongue. It's awesome. <laughs> I've wondered that about, like, Guys who work at Cabela's who have the aquariums built in there. Like, those fish, I bet there is a connection between, like, how good your day goes and what those fish in those aquariums are going, like, you know? For sure. Because I've seen them in there walking through where they're dead still. You can barely even tell they're alive, you know? They're just floating there. And then other days they're moving all around. Right. Yeah. Um, <sighs> how do you rig them? So, I use a finesse wide gap, either a number one or a one aught. Depending on how big of minnows, like if I'm using giant minnows, like really, really big ones, I'll probably go with a number one aught. And then just standard size big minnows, I'll use just a, a regular one, size one hook. And I run a rig a arm's length snell. Yep. And, you know, a standard linear rig weight. I like to go a little bit heavier though. Um, yeah, I noticed like it was. When we were fishing together, it was stuff that I would use like a three eighths ounce on, and you were using a half. Mm-hmm. What's your logic? It's just easier for me to to tell a distinction between a bite and bottom. If you know, because I'll pound bottom and I'll have a really good bottom connection, and I'll be able to bring it up that three four inches without any questions. Because mm-hmm. um, I guess the 
there's not really with with the big middle there's not really I don't see a big disadvantage to using a smaller weight. I don't know if that's wrong or not, but using a smaller weight or a bigger weight? Or a bigger weight. I I apologize. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't see a real disadvantage to using that big weight and then I'm more vertical too if we're fishing steeper breaks and Right. I just, just better have bait bait control and feeling where your bait's at. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I feel like I have a lot less likelihood of dragging bottom. Sure. Um I my routine is about the same. I use the same weight systems that I use all the time rigging. I know some guys uh use either like an egg sinker or a, a um a big uh like egg a w- bullet weight? No, they use like an egg weight or like one of those the egg sinkers that have the little plastic like a dipsy sinker. A dipsy sinker. Yep. yep. And I think they're all this is coming probably more so from the tournament world that they want line line sliding through there as easy as possible. You think it goes f- more freely through there than that's, our system? That's the idea. Especially through that that little plastic slide, you know, that egg sinker does probably settle down and then that the plastic slide is off the off the ground or off the bottom and yeah. lines able to go through it a little easier. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what what the right thing to do is, but I've used those dipsy sinkers before and I have a heck of a time with them spinning. Sure. But sure. That could just be me. And then my hook size is just a little different. I now I'm down to the really big minnows. I use a one. Most of like the normal big minnows, I just use a number two. And the owner number twos are fairly big. There is a little difference in like depending on the brand how big that hook is going to be. But I use a number two, and I think I didn't come up with this on my own. I think somebody told me about how the the hook itself can fatigue your minnow. You know, if the if the hook is he- like you might not think it's heavy, but it's heavy to a minnow, and that can fatigue them and slow them down a little bit. So I just downsized, and often, I mean. They usually have that minnow in there pretty good if you get bricks into a minnow. Yep. And I've I've had a couple times where the minnow is down their gullet. This is something to keep in mind actually if you're gonna do this before you deal with or decide to cut the line if it's down their down their stomach pretty well like you're just looking at the tail of your five inch creaky, just pull on it a little bit. Often they'll spit that whole minnow out and they don't even have a hook in. Them. Just the minnow just in their ate, stomach. They just ate a minnow. You pull right. them up from their by their stomach, essentially. But if you're gonna release the fish, that's a pretty good way to like at least give it a try. Just give it a couple tugs and see if it comes comes out. Um, I've had that a couple times. I also caught kept one. I didn't really want to keep because he had done that, and then he spit it up on his own. There was just a red tail with a with mm-hmm. a with a hook hanging in my live well after he'd been in there for a while, and he was fine. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's um, pretty sweet. Now, when you're rigging these big minnows, are you using, are you using mono, are you using braid, are you using floral? All my all my rigging rods are braided, uh, six foot floral leader, six six pound floral leader, um, and going pretty slow. You know, I don't rig all that often. I don't rig big minnows all that often on areas where I'm not real confident there's fish right i do think that that's something you could do in the fall pretty successfully especially on leech lake some of that shallow stuff yeah um but yeah i know there's fish there so i'm going pretty slow i'll often just like if there's if the screen looks really good or one particular mark looks pretty good i like slow the boat way down just let us sit there for a for a second or two you know let that fish get a look at every bait in the boat and then you can keep going but i'm not going not going faster than 0.7 
and they 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 tell you as much as anything that there's a fish down there <laughs> right um they get nervous it lines up pretty good with what your graph is showing they get nervous when there's a good mark on the boat or on the screen and then hopefully there's a, a thump or just wait right um what do you do once you get bit so i get really excited <laughs> i get really excited uh so fingers on the line bales open i start shucking out line like it's a corn shucking competition baby <laughs> and i'm just peeling that line right out of there uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously I'm paying attention to how much line is sitting on the water. If the line is not going anywhere, you don't need to shuck. You actually should think about, okay, maybe I didn't get a bite there. Sure. You know, maybe I got hung up on something. The whole idea behind dropping line is like, you don't want the fish to feel you. Right. You but if you got 10 resistance. feet of line sitting in front of you, that doesn't do you any good anyway. Right. Right. So, you know, I kind of wait and watch if that sucker takes off. I'm trying to keep up with it. I'm trying to stay ahead of it, you know, by a, a couple feet so it can move freely. Yep. Um, and depending on your minnow size, your minnow size is, um, it will tell you, it will depend on, or your the, the amount you shuck is all dependent on the size of your minnow. Sure. So if you've got, you know, only a four-inch minnow, you're probably going to give it 30, 30 seconds to a minute maybe. Is all in compared to like a six, seven-inch creek chub where you're going to give it a lot more time right i and i've found this with customers you know explaining rigging at all anytime you're dropping line for fish um i found that some customers don't they don't listen to me actually that happens most often like for a crawler i say give it 10 seconds that not that long very rarely does a customer on their first bite give it 10 seconds usually it's like three seconds and they're going and they're missing it well sometimes they hook them that's the problem and then I think they think in their head, like, well, you don't have to do that. The whole idea, though, is that you're trying to turn every bite into a fish in the boat. Right. So our numbers, the, the time we're talking about, is the idea that whatever percentage, you can set the hook right away, and you'd catch 30% of them. Right. You'd, you could drop line for five seconds, and you'd catch 60% of them, you know? Yep. So it's not like every fish, but the whole idea is we're trying to get as close to 100% as possible. So that's why the where the drop in line comes in um and you got to be disciplined about it and just enjoy that that whatever time you're dropping line like it's an exciting part of the day it is a giant mystery what's on the end of that line. yeah yeah you don't know you have no idea it doesn't matter how hard that fish hit you still have no idea oh, what kind yeah, the or video what size. is a great example right but giant minnow end of the night good marks thump. good bite 18 incher yeah <laughs> on the biggest minnow we had and i mean that thing was like was like the, it was super pregnant yeah, yeah. i was like oh my god <laughs> and when that thing bit it it dropped my rod tip two three inches yeah it was wild yeah but um rod rods what do you use for uh for your big minnow rod right right around seven feet um uh, medium light fast action i do think a softer tip is a little bit better for that um, cause often the minnows give you lots of false positives, you know, so you want, you want a flexible tip. Often I need most of the tip to tell if it's, or, a you know, fish. if it's a fish or not. And you can also, if you do think you have a bite, there is a little bit of leeway right. between that fish biting and you needing to drop line. Yeah. Yeah. So you can almost kind of let it feel them there. Yeah. You can almost just hold it still. 
let the boat kind of keep moving and let that rod show you mm-hmm. whether or not that's a fish on there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wouldn't necessarily, like, recommend this. You know, when in doubt, just drop line. It's not going to hurt you that yep. much. But I do sometimes, like, I'm not sure, especially if we're going real slow, I'll, I'll, I, I will load the fish up just a hair on the rod tip. You know, lift your rod. Like, was that a bite? And then we're not moving that much, so I'm going to just lift my rod tip. Like, oh, yeah, there's weight there. I'm, now I'm dropping line. And with a bigger minnow, it matters less if you pull on it, right? The right. bigger the bait, the less tension matters I would agree. On, your, on your pulling back. Right. But if it's an itty-bitty minnow, you know, you do have to be very careful yep. yeah. about that. And they are not afraid to just scream. <laughs> just get the heck out of there. It's pretty wild. Yeah. A um, couple other tips. Take care of them. They're expensive, but if you take care of them, they'll last you days. Can I tell you my biggest pet peeve? Yeah. Okay. Sorry if this uh, offends you at all. Okay. Listeners. Okay. <laughs> if you are going to spend the money and the time to come on a fishing trip to a place <laughs> like this, for the love of God, don't be cheap about purchasing bait. <laughs> it should be the, you should have it budgeted for. You should not care how much, you know, bait costs. Yeah. It should just be like, oh yeah, I need a dozen of these. And who cares about the price tag? And don't let it just be like, oh God, they're $12. I'm not going to buy any. No. Quit being cheap <laughs> and love the experience. Yeah. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop it and don't complain about it. Just buy it and have a good time. Forget about it. It is my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> the biggest. Words from a bait shop guy. Also, I think those same a portion of those same guys probably buy three, four, five dozen shiners. Yeah. And they accept that you know they they're gonna probably lose two dozen of them. Like, yeah. Well, you bought you bought thirty bucks worth of minnows there. And they and then they would complain or not be happy about buying just a dozen yeah. big minnows. Yeah. Quit it. Next person who does that, I'm a slap. <laughs> Quit it. Uh, keep them oh. cold. Change the water. They're dirty minnows. All of the big ones are they dirty. They poop a lot because yep. they are always eating. So they got you got to swap water every day. I'd say if you keep them in an angle overnight, keep them cold. Keep them on air. Um. If you want to find our video, that we, All right. you can go to the YouTube, and you can search Walleye Talk. Did you do this? Yeah. All right. You can search Walleye Talk, and then you'll see, like, a picture of Dan and me. I believe it's both of us, yeah. or it's you. No, it's both of us. Uh, you click on that, and four or three videos will show up. Three, there's a three videos of you. One of them is with you and a fly rod, uh, you power corking, and pulling spinner rigs. Sure. You have to click on, like, all videos, and it's the one that's most viewed. Gotcha. Is, uh, is our big minnow video, and it's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's informative. I'd say, like, obviously our production value isn't where we'd like it yet, but... We'll it's super it entertaining, too. Yeah. You're real excited during that last one. That's, that's what I like about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I had, like, a 10-pounder, <laughs> the way that sucker bit. It's but a 10-pound lake, for sure. For sure. But, yeah, that's how you find it. It's Just go check it out for our sake. Yeah. If, you, if you care about the podcast, just well, we need the views up on it. <laughs> okay? We need you to do this for us. Yeah. 
For baby Ryan. For baby Ryan. I'll pull Ryan. out the baby card. Having nice. a baby in the next month. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's a big you, month for Wally Todd. I think she just thinks that she is getting bigger. <laughs> That's Dang it. terrible. I regret that. Uh, I haven't hopefully edited she, one in a while. Hopefully she doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast. No, she definitely doesn't. <laughs> uh, we should take a break. Yeah, we have to. All right. This Tackle Tip of the Week is presented by The One Stop in Longville. If you are coming up to the Longville area and you haven't really done too much homework on your lake that you're staying on, The One Stop's got a plethora of topographical maps of about every lake in this, in this area. So if you're looking for some intel on how to get onto some fish, go in there, get yourself a map, Get some waypoints. All right. Before I get my what-if scenario from you, yes. I do want to read this one uh, listener comment from Paul Pulasic. Paul says, Implemented your cut-and-paste crappie technique where I usually fish, and my son and I caught 17 crappies in an hour, kept eight for the freezer, and my son and I had one of our best fishing memories. Thanks. That might be the success story of our generation. What do you mean? That's unbelievable. It's super nice that he took the time also to say that. Like, a, a lot of people would maybe listen and That's, then just be like, yeah, I'm real proud of myself. But this guy took the time to let us know that he learned something from us and it led to a good fishing memory. Right. That's pretty cool. And it was him and his son. And they only kept eight. That's fantastic. Right. It wasn't That's a, why I'm saying it's the success story of our generation, Dan. I see. I see. I didn't know the generational thing. My, it's the best thing that's happened in our generation. What? What is? That they caught crappies. Oh. Because of what we said. <laughs> it's not that hard to understand, I Dan. I don't get the generational thing. I thought you were going to be, like, talking about how, like, he was able to send us a message on social media or something about that. No, Dan. That's our generation. Get off your phone and give me a what if. Okay. Our generation is All embarrassing. Right, it's embarrassing. <laughs> okay, Dan. Right. You have to fish. Wait, explain the what-if segment, just okay. in case. We're doing this every week, and we... What, what are we What are we? So doing this came as a, like, idea from our Portadoc guy, Eric. Yeah. Which was a great suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, We've done it for probably eight episodes. Yeah. And it is a hypothetical scenario... Where it doesn't have to be this week. It's not supposed to be this week. It's supposed to be for either in the future or in the past, as far as like time of year goes. Yep. Uh, a hypothetical guide trip that we are going on, or that you or I are going on. Yep. And this week's what if takes place in Fall MWC. Oh, God. No, I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. Okay. Yeah, that's too like the last one you gave me. You gave me like early September Cast Lake last time. I did. That was pretty good. I thought that was a good one. And then you gave me September. Let's go back to June. Okay, we're going to do a June what if. You have to fish one of these area lakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is a walleye or die trip. It is June 23rd. Ooh, ooh. It's been a little spicy outside. It's been a warm... It's been a warm trip. It's been a warm June. Okay, raw temperatures are up in the low 70s. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's tubers already. Oh, right. God. Yeah, I know. It's warm. 
It is warm. And I want to go to one of these little lakes and try and catch some walleyes, but I'm not going to be all mad if that's not all we catch. Okay. Uh, how do they feel about pike? Sure. Sure? But I prefer walleyes. All right. Fair enough. I'm going to Woman Lake, I think. It was between that one and another little one up here. But I'm going to go to Woman mostly because the, the, there are some nice pike out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, especially that time of year, the pike and walleyes overlap a fair amount. So I can essentially fish walleyes the whole time, expect the pike to kind of take care of some downtime, and I think I can do okay. A woman gets two mayfly hatches. They get one in early June, and then they get the hex hatch later on. The The earlier one is called a blue-winged olive, and that, that one is not as terrible. So, But I'm going to fish woman lake. I'm going to be rigging crawlers and leeches. That's it, probably. You're going to bring any minnows? No, I am going to bring minnows. We're actually we're going to rig crawlers and leeches on the spots and at the times where I'm saying, like, hey, we're walleye fishing, whether it be a morning or evening. Morning, first couple hours of the trip. Evening, last couple hours of the trip. Um, I'm going to prefer an evening. If they have any flexibility, I'm going to take them in the evening. And I think we're going to catch, oh, I bet we catch a half dozen keeper walleyes rigging. You catch any shorts? Uh, I don't think so. Not okay. so much in the that time of year. I don't think we do catch any shorts. I think we keep all six. Uh, maybe we've got one that's 21, and these guys are real conservationists, so they let them go. Nice. Yeah, feeling good. Then we're like, all right, let's 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 do some pike fishing, and we're going to be pitching jigs at some shallow shallower sand, like 10-foot sand, and some weed edges, and we're going to catch, like, 10 pike. Um, maybe one that's in the Woman Lake slot, so one, like, 26, 28-incher. We also catch, like, three walleyes doing that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And so they end up with five keeper walleyes and however many pike they want me to clean. I'm guessing it's, like, three. Nice. Yep. That's a good day. Yeah. We, we high-five at the end of it, too. Do it's you really? Cool. Yep. Do you have eye contact when you're high-fiving, or are you looking directly I gotta at look the at, elbow? I got to look at the elbow. Nice. Yep. This guy's taller than me, too, so I mm-hmm. might even have to jump a little but bit. But does he have a beard? He does, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I bet you guys have a blast. I think his name might be Philip. And he's my repeat June 23rd customer from here until the end of time. Do you call him Phil, Philip, or just Lip? Actually, Buck is his nickname. Wow. Pretty sweet nickname. Wow. You want to know how he got it? Yes. All right. So he was deer hunting one time. No kidding. Yeah. Yep. And he found a dollar bill in his deer hunting boot. And everybody started calling him Buck. From there on out. Wow. Crazy story. Way to go, Buck. Shout out to Buck. (laughs) <laughs> wherever you are, wherever you are. <laughs> uh, August eyes. We better just. Uh, we better we take, gotta a break. take a break. We'll be right back. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle in Longville, Minnesota. If you are headed north, way, way north, like way north, involving a passport, if you're heading to Canada and you need a flat of night crawlers. Full Stringer can meet your needs. Uh, send them a message on Facebook. Call the store. They can have a flat ready for you to pick up on your trip to Canada. I like August. You know, it is, in my eyes, the most underrated month of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's much better than July. You know, it's... It, you I like think, it better than June, don't you? A lot of times. Like, you I like, like it better first... than the second half of yeah. June. First half of June, a lot of times, it's just like May. Right. Um, but this time, or like from here till the end of August, 
it's really consistent fishing. Weather is usually not ungodly hot and humid, and yep. it's usually pretty pretty nice to be out in a boat. Yeah. I also just feel like the sunsets on an August evening make you feel like it's beautiful. You're often out there on your own. The lakes get a lot quieter in August, especially after the kids go back to high school sports and stuff. Yep. And every sunset, you feel like tomorrow might even be a little bit better than today. And that lasts through through the whole month of September and a couple weeks of October. So it's like the optimism you feel in the spring, you know, like in late March, early in April about yes. the open water. I feel that same feeling about August. Like, this is great. Tomorrow's going to be even better. Right. And that's generally true. I think the really the, the one thing that I think is undervalued as far as like this time of year, the water's hot and these fish are just electric once you get them hooked. Mm-hmm. It is just a, it's just a riot. Yeah. They are drag pullers right now. They're yeah. not the big lumbery logs that you catch. Right. You know, drift in the flats in the cold water. Yep. Yeah, they that's are. a good point. They just zip. Yeah. It's wild. Yep. It's wild. Um, so fishing in general, I think is pretty darn good in August. I, I think maybe part of it that I have to adjust to, and I've done this the last couple of days actually, is your you have to bump your expectations up and, and, and be willing to do the, the work to get to a good day. Right. Because, you, you know, in July, you could work your butt off. You could drive a bunch of different spots. You got two walleyes in the box. Yep. In August, if you do that same thing, those two fish can turn into 10 real quick on real these Longo lakes. Yep. Um, so uh, I guess like the takeaway from that is like have have some high expectations and work at the at each day. You but you have fish. to try. Yeah, you yep. have to try. And it it rarely is a one and done. Like it really is one spot's gonna gonna give you all of them. Right. Um, knowing when to bail on a spot that even that does have a lot of fish on it. That I do that a lot quicker in August than I do in May or June or September October. Yeah. You know, you maybe you get maybe you get four or five off there, and the screen looks great. You can't make a full day out of it, though. No, you can't have like they they can they can look like they're a great fit, like gonna be eating fish, but this time you're a lot of them just don't. Mm-hmm. But you can get, especially if it's you're fresh onto a spot, you can get a few of those fish to bite right away. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's the nice thing about August is. You know, it seems like in an afternoon trip, as soon as you get there, you can get a few, mm-hmm. and you're not waiting till dark. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah. Which is really great. Yep. Largely, it's rigging for me. Uh, jig wraps are definitely, like, I've caught all my fish on jig wraps except for one uh, in the last two days, I think. Yeah. And I this is an interesting thing I bet other folks will, like, line up. When you start catching the little walleyes on jig wraps... You know, when you start hitting dinks that are six or seven inches long, yep. that's also when they're the best, I think, for, for keeper walleyes or big fish, too. Yep. That's an indication. Those little walleyes are an indication, I think, that everything's going to be chasing them. Uh, we weren't going to talk about this, but jig wraps, pay attention to which ones get bit and which ones happen to slap into a walleye. Yep. So, like, I was, I was thinking about that today. Like, I was fishing a, a purple one. And I caught a couple, but I didn't catch them. I snagged them. I ran it into them. And, like, that's a sign you're on some walleyes. The guy I was fishing with was fishing a different color, and he he caught a couple, and they were biting them. So those are the ones you want. Right. Just because you happen to run into a couple walleyes doesn't mean you're on the right color. 
just and color that's those are uh, jigging wraps are one of those situations where color actually matters a bunch. Yeah. So don't go out there with two colors of jigging wraps. Yep. Because that doesn't make any sense. It's yeah. They are a spendy bait, yeah. and I mean, folks who don't who aren't guiding, you know, you have have two two of each of your favorite colors. Then if you break off or if something happens to them, you know, they break more often than they break off. Right. You've got a backup, but have two of of two of six. You need twelve jig wraps. Yeah, I'd say so. And make sure a couple of those are Johnny Darters. Yeah. Get the purple chrome. Hard body baits. Yes. You need. Purple chrome and antifreeze right. perch. You need like 40 jigrap. <laughs> you need 40 hard body baits, and then you'll use 12. <laughs> but you got to buy 40 to know which 12 you're going to use. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a fun way to fish. And this, you know, it, it originally started out as kind of a fall bait. Yeah. The jig and wraps, a lot of those guys, they wouldn't pull them out. When they first started, they wouldn't pull them out until, you know, this starting this time of year. Right. right. So it's getting to be that real time to, to use them. Yep. Um. And don't underestimate, like, so I found this week, like, the last two weeks, that in the evenings, a lot of those fish are pushing up in that eight, nine feet of water. Yeah, um, I think people miss them because they don't think, they don't think about the shallow stuff. And one, and you don't want to, I don't want to drive over those fish when they're that shallow. And one thing I caught a few fish on, a number of fish on, was that eighth ounce jig and a night crawler, fishing it like I would a minnow. Sure. And it was quite successful, um, and it was really fun. I bet a night crawler still catches most of my august fish mine too like i i, I think the the big minnow days stick out in your head because they're like yeah it's awesome it's awesome yeah but like at the end of the day i bet it's a significant amount more that crawlers have caught yep even today like caught a couple fish on a jig wrap um and i like kind of forget the fact that we caught our nicest walleye on a crawler <laughs> I'm all excited about jig wraps and like, oh yeah, should have mentioned that, that <laughs> night crawlers are still working. Still, we're looking at a lot of, lot of firm. It's all firm bottom. Yep. Um. Looking for you know clam beds, which we touched on a lot last year. Yep. Um, rocks. I found that I do have some fish on rocks right now, which is for sure like a shift from where they were. Some of the deeper rocks are. Those fish are, are biting pretty well. Yep. And, yeah, bounce around, use your graphs, drive like crazy. They are so easy to see right now. Yeah. So, and they're not, it's not like you're seeing, like, ones and twos. Yeah, there's schools of fish around yeah, right now. Yeah, which is surprising, because they're usually not this schooled up right now. Right. I think they are concentrating a little bit, and that'll, that'll just get to be more and more as, right. the, as the year goes on. Right. August is good though. If you, I know it's tough for folks with kids, but the the second half of August is a great time to be in in North Central Minnesota. For sure. Um, and if you were to hire Willer or myself, we would have like six lakes we could take you to. Yes. A bunch of them. But I'm not afraid to tell people no right now though. Like no, I'm not gonna bring you there because I'm. Like, if you want to go fish walleyes on some of these lakes, it's just not the right time of year. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to set us both up for failure. Right. Like, I'll be like, we're either going to fish, like, a number of these lakes, or I'm not going to take you on a pure walleye fishing. Sure. Day. Yeah. And great multi-species opportunity. That's where you're... That It's still... The crappies are still going. Yep. They'll still go till Labor Day-ish. Yep. I would think. So, if you are in one of those littler lakes that... And they don't take a lot of time, right. either. You know, an hour and a half, two hours out of a day... To, you know, every day is a new one, of course, but uh, 
to get enough for a fish fry. That's usually enough for a fish fry. Right. And that's what you get. That's what you're asking for right now. Right. Yeah. All right. Weekend preview. I'm going to do my weekend preview. Okay. So Friday. I'm going to. No, I'll I'll go. You better second. I'll go second. You better go first. No, I'll just. No, because I'm going to steal all your thunder. Nope. What are you doing this weekend? I'm getting ready to listen to you go first. <laughs> Wilner's getting married to a wonderful woman. Meaner than hell, but I love Carissa. her. Uh, he's getting married on Saturday. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning are uh, blacked out on my calendar. You know what I wrote on Sunday morning for in my calendar? I wrote, don't take a trip in the morning. <laughs> 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 I could probably do it. I don't want to. So, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a good time. It's a big day. I'm excited for you. I think you got a good partner. It's gonna be a big party, and uh, lots of my favorite people are gonna be there. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. Um, what are you doing this weekend? I'm getting hitched. <laughs> I'm gonna be a little tied up. <laughs> I get it. Uh, and then uh, I'm not taking any trips until Tuesday, and then from Tuesday on, it's gonna be. Balls to the wall. Let's get fish in the boat. Right. Let's get people on the water. Time to really, really time to. I assume you're going to like Canada or something for your honeymoon. Why do you got to do this to me? Are you not? I'm not going to Canada. You're not going to Canada? Oh, I bet you're going to go. Are you going to catch like a tarpon or something on a fly rod? Nope. So (laughs) I wanted to do something easy like go to Canada or Alaska or go down south to like Mexico. Something easy. Mm Mm-hmm. And she wanted to go to Thailand, so we compromised, <laughs> and we're going to Thailand. <laughs> so It'll be so great. I am going to go. We are going to take a, a, a trip to fishing out there. Nice. It sounds like we're going to go try and catch some irapaima. That's just a made-up word? It's That's a made-up thing it's you, a big just, fish. you just said about It's your... like the second biggest fish in the world. No way. Yeah. Sharks are fish. Third biggest. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's a big fish. It's a really big fish, and we're gonna go try and catch some. So we'll see how it goes. Might not, turn, might just be a really hot day, but we're gonna try it, and I we're just, gonna see what happens. I just love the idea of you there. I feel like you are the quintessential like American out of place in Thailand. You know, like everybody's gonna be like, that guy's American. <laughs> <laughs> he's not European. He is American. I bet he's from like northern Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> and he likes it there. <laughs> but uh, we'll get I'll get to see the world. The, That's good. That's good. The for worst you. part is it's gonna be like a twenty hour plane ride. Oh god. Yeah. That's alright. You'll yeah. be you'll be alright. You'll have a good fishing story, I bet. Either way, doesn't matter if you catch anything, you'll have a bunch of great fishing stories, actually. I might come back just a, a, like a worldly person no, no. after that. I'll probably learn how to speak Taiwan, <laughs> Thailandish. I might, lear, might learn how to cook Thai. I do. Th- I want people to know that you are like pretty open-minded. Like very, you're very good at learning about people's lives and people's way of life. I think you'll have fun over there. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> it's still a twenty-hour plane ride. Yeah. <laughs> Just start talking to a stewardess, learn about her life, his. Her or his life. Yeah. I didn't mean that to sound weird. Just, like, talk to people on the plane and you'll be fine. I'm going to take, like, six Benadryl and I'll sleep the entire time. There you go. And we'll you'll land. be fine if you get stung by a bee. Yeah, right. Okay. 
But that's it. We got stuff to do. We got to get out of here. Yes. Look at leave. her video. I have to leave, like, right now. Look at her video. Tell the world about us. <laughs> um, I'm going to spread the word when I go to Thailand about us while I talk all over the place. Sure. Um, please help us out. Like, yep. share. Send some more questions. We didn't have any questions this week. Come yep. on, people. We're relying on you. Um, and get out and go fishing. Good time to be out there. Uh, give us a wave if you see us. Have a good week. Bye.